Hello, hello. How are you? Good morning, afternoon, good evening. This is Cheryl Gallagher with Creation Conversations with Cheryl. And so far, I am at my house in downtown Delta, PA. It is September the 12th, actually, um, 2021, 20 years after 9-11. And today is my baby girl's 20th birthday. Wow crazy time just is in a blink you know and before you know it it's like wow what happened to the last 20 years that's kind of how I look so I have struggled this morning to find a a quiet space to record this podcast so my apologies up front for the uh the uh, noises, the uh, the nature, the hot tub in the background, I mean, while the birds are going, I mean, that's hopefully pleasant. But I really wanted to get this message out. Uh, so I guess a few weeks ago, I did a podcast on embracing water. And I had mentioned about possibly doing other ones on different elements. And the next one that just came up, well, I'm sure you already saw the title, so embracing fire and it's kind of cool how sort of these podcasts get formed get created it's not like I'm like out there searching all right what would be the greatest thing to say for people to hear what do people need to hear I mean I do a little bit of that um, of like well what would be a contribution to others and you know what have I learned so you know we all sort of I guess take our experiences and what we've learned and at least I like to just talk about them and you know if it inspires or helps somebody in some way awesome uh, that's that's sort of my goal with these these podcasts here so embracing fire uh, I guess it was a few weeks ago actually more of a month ago now a friend of mine and I went to a festival locally here called Karma Fest and you know we were perusing the the vendors and the different events that they had and just having a great day. It was wonderful. And this one particular girl, I say girl because she's really young. Like she's like in her 20s and well, to me that's pretty young. And she created these, uh, oh, I'm going to forget the title or her name. I think it's Triple Wick Goddess, I believe, in Hamden. Uh, she's going to be opening the storefront pretty soon. So... I don't remember her name. Oh, I apologize. But she made these candles. Okay, so they're made out of soy to start with. And now everyone's like, all right, made out of soy. The amount of energy that she puts into each of these candles just floored me. It was incredible. She didn't just use soy. She also set intention. She put energy into the, the, of the, um, the wax. And she poured it at a certain phase of the moon. And she put that on the candle. She grows herbs in her garden. And the herbs that are in the candle, and she said she has a little bit of problem, I think it was eucalyptus and something else. But lavender, or there's some other ones. And these herbs, the ones that she is growing is in these candles and then she took little like crystals or little things little trinkety things and put them around sometimes the top of the candles some of them she would pour different colors layers depending on the meaning behind the candles and so the candles all stuff like <laughs> well 
One of them was, and this is kind of funny, Hex My Ex. I love that one. That cracked me up. Uh, my friend got one that was like cleansing cottage, so like cleaning your home. I got one that's in meditation. I bought my daughter one as well that had to do with um, milk. I think it was moon milk. Uh, it was just beautiful candles. And the wick is made out of wood. Now, I know there's some candles out there that are doing that as well. So... I guess a few weeks ago, I was cleaning the house and doing some things, and my friend texted me. She goes, are you having any trouble keeping your candle lit? And I said, well, I don't know. I actually haven't burned it yet because it was a pretty pricey candle, and I wanted to burn it, you know, at a time where I was, you know, really wanting to enjoy it. And uh, I said, well, let me, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll burn it for a little bit and uh, see, see how it goes. So I went upstairs and I, you know, pulled the matches out and, you know, the woodwick and I was messing with it a little bit and, um, you know, it did go out the first time and I was like, all right, well, and I did it again and I'm, it's like, hmm, okay. So it's not the easiest to light, but then as I sat there and I began to sing a chant or a song um, that I learned in my Native American group. And it is a fire chant. I'm not going to sing it now. So sorry if I'm disappointing anybody. Um, it is a chant that you sing at a sweat lodge when you are working on lighting a fire. And if you don't know what a sweat lodge is, um, essentially it's the way I learned it's a Native American church. And in my opinion, you go in, it's a cleansing ceremony. You cleanse on all levels, physically, spiritually, mentally, and emotionally. And um, you sweat your ass off. <laughs> that's why it's a sweat lodge. <clears throat> but that's it's the sense of purity that you're... And you're actually being bathed in fire. Which is really awesome. So, but before you go in, we create a very ceremonial fire prior to that. And again, when we first light that fire, we put the stones in there. And we're asking the fire to heat the stones and the rocks to help bathe us in fire when we go into the lodge and so I began to sing this chant and work with the fire with the candle and it began to light even more and then it almost went out and then it would light and I was just sending energy to the fire and asking it to burn essentially and it did and I was like awesome and I thanked it and I text my friend back and I'm like, no, mine's good. <laughs> I said, I just had to give it some energy and sing it a song. And she's like, huh? I was like, yeah, I said, maybe you need to work a little bit on that fire <laughs> element within your life. Um, and she chuckled. She's like, yeah, maybe. Well, I guess about a couple weeks later, <laughs> she comes in for a massage and she hands me a jalapeno pepper. And then a little bit later, she's like, oh, I just handed you a jalapeno pepper. <laughs> I was like, hmm, are you working with fire? She's like, oh, okay. So it's interesting. So that came up. And so to go back a little bit about and, you know, expand on the sweat lodge. So the sweat lodge is a place because what we do is it's all created in a very ceremonial way, very full of intention and with honor. Um, and the intention is to go into the earth. So it's a big dome that we create with saplings, baby saplings. 
and we cover it with blankets and tarps. And we go in and we have different rounds and each round you can come, this is my tradition, because uh, there's many different traditions, you can come out and go back in between rounds if you're really hot. I mean, and we pass water around so we're not, you know, trying to get anyone dehydrated or, you know, anybody injured or hurt. You know, this is not, you're not made to um, suffer, you know, it's just made to cleanse and you know, it's it's can be pretty intense at times with the heat for sure. Um, so we bring in, so we all go into the lodge. Uh, there's a lot more to it than that. I'm just abbreviating. And when we sit down in the lodge, because you can't stand up in this. This is, the dome is like an igloo almost. You crawl in and then you sit down around this pit and then rocks, the hot rocks, the stones that were put into the fire previously, a couple hours prior, that were heated, are brought in. And the amazing piece of that is when they're brought in, oh my god, they, they're practically glowing. Some of them are glowing. And they're red, and you can see things within the stones. And the gift of just that, and that heat, it's, it is a sense of Either you embrace this fire or you allow it to consume you. But here's the thing, fire, just similar to water, can take many shapes. It can destroy and it can create. And I was talking to a client the other day about that. And she's like, it can create. I'm like, well, yeah, I said it creates bread um, or it you know, bakes your food. So that's fire. You know, obviously we are most of us are in homes and we have ovens and stuff like that. So we don't see that actual fire, uh, that flame really. It's just, but that's all fire. And the dogs are getting a little bit fun right now. So they might, you might hear them wrestling in the background. Tippity tap, tippity tap. Uh, so yeah, so fire creates. And again, it also can destroy like what's going on right now out west. Now, there is destruction, and at the same time, at the, the cleansing of that fire, that destruction, there is a rebirth that is happening or will happen within uh, that, that the woods there, the forest. And it says, so if any of you guys know or are familiar with the, the story of the phoenix, now, the Native Americans have their own phoenix if you will. Um, I'm going to try to take this to a... Okay, so where was I? Um, the phoenix, or the thunderbird. The Native Americans call it the thunderbird. Um, some traditions call it the phoenix. It is fire. And it is the bird that burst into flames. And from the ashes of those... From that fire, that bird is reborn. Now, I have a phoenix on my right ankle, and I got it in a time in my life where I felt like I was being reborn. It was my very first tattoo, and it felt as though all pieces and parts of me had died, and it was time to start over. And that's not literal, okay? It's very much a metaphor, so lots of parts of who I was had died, and then pieces of me were coming in that 
were new and I'm again being rebirth reborn into something different <clears throat> now with fire again we can begin to harness the energy of it if we are aware and we are conscious of when we are working with it now within your life what for you is that fire or that passion you see i'm going to pose a question to you what brings the fire to your life and then we're going to revisit this so what is that what brings you like that drive that motivation that you know you would do pretty much anything for you know it's just and I'm not talking about like just like your kids I mean just that could be one of them and as moms at least a lot of times you know you have that I get that that passion I mean what do you enjoy in life what do you some people have a passion for photography maybe some people have a passion um for for dancing um you know do you have a passion to create in your world? What do you have a passion to create in your world? For me, my passion lies in, well, what I'm doing here with podcasts, uh, with the videos, uh, my body creation coaching videos, and with the body. So for me, the body is something I'm very passionate about. Learning about it, not just scientifically, but intuitively, and all of the gifts that it has. And I just, I'm always fascinated, and I'm always in awe of how much more I can learn and grow with my body. So, like, that's a huge passion for me. It's something that martial arts was a huge passion for me. I mean, it isn't as much anymore, but it is a huge spark within me that it's, it is me, you know, it is my, that is part of my fire. So again, I'm just going to put that out there. So what is your passion? So we're going to sidetrack for a second and come back to that. Uh, a couple of nights ago, well, actually I'm going to go back to before that years ago when I was growing up my father was very like just he was a tyrant I would say very verbally abusive um, screaming and yelling and like just not very kind or nice uh, not all of the time but you never knew when he was going to go off you know he had a temper I'll say anger and it scared me as a kid you know it scared me and it's something that I didn't want to step into or I was afraid of or you know I was like okay well I don't want that however I realized as I was getting a little bit older and then I had kids that I did have a temper and I did have that fire and there were a few times, maybe a handful of times, that I did yell at my kids. And I was like, oh my gosh, at one point I remember looking at their faces going, what am I doing? And I, and I was like, I need to stop this. 
So that was one of the moments where I began to sort of, um, you know, turn down my fire, turn down my flame. And I'm going to talk about this a little bit more and explain what I mean. Because I don't think that uh, yelling at your kids once in a while is a bad thing at all. It's just I saw it as a bad thing in that moment. And what I was doing with that energy was not contributory to my kids. So I turned it down. Um, actually, before that even, um, I was... Before, when my kids were actually little, um, I remember being in my house. Uh, I was married, and my husband was out with a friend, and he and he was out. You know, he was out with a friend, hanging out, having fun, whatever. And he came home way later than he said. And me, being who I was at the time, I was pissed. I was angry. And it was like hours later and I was so mad. I was upstairs doing some things and I heard him come in and he came upstairs. He's like, oh my God. He goes, I can feel you from downstairs. And I don't remember what transpired after that. Uh, I just remember in that moment, I made myself so incredibly wrong for being angry about that, that I, I turned down that flame. In that moment, I really started to shut down that that anger, that temper. Now, anger, we've named it anger, but it's, it's just an energy that we have named. Now, Gary Douglas from Access, uh, a little quick side note, what he says about anger, he says it's either you're um, detecting a lie, which is really interesting. So when you're angry, when you have find that that, energy of anger comes up it either means that there's a lie somewhere to be detected which is interesting so watch that look at that because that is true I've, I've noticed for myself or it is your power coming out you got that did you hear that or it is your power so in that moment with my husband was that my power probably and I began to turn it down to the point where I allowed when we got divorced for to be walked on to be bullied and my mom's like why are you being bullied why are you being pushed around and I'm like I'm not being bullied or pushed around no and then now I look back and I was so it's like I tempered myself so much that I allowed that now, back to what I was sort of mentioning a couple of days ago, I'm laying in bed now. My son's living back with me again for a little bit and I'm in bed and I'm all asleep and it's like one in the morning and I hear him walking down the hall and he's talking to someone on his phone and it like whew, sparked me up real quick and I woke right up and I look at my phone at one o'clock. I'm like, oh my God. So I'm laying there. He, you know, goes downstairs. He's getting some snacks or something. And I am pissed. And I was so angry. And I kept getting my head about, like, going down. And, like, and then at one point after a little bit, he was so loud, I went down and I slammed the door. And I turned the light off. And I ran back upstairs. 
I didn't say a word. And then within just a little bit of time after that, things got quieter. Last year at my office space, um, where I rent space for massage therapy, a group of doctors, well, a group, a doctor came in and is running a couple of rooms. So in my office space, when you come in, there's a waiting area and there's like a front desk uh, with a glass partition. And, you know, we all have the rooms there and there's a bathroom. So they were there a couple days prior to their first time getting being at the office. Now they only come in like once a month, thank goodness, because it, I think it would be a lot more crazy if there was more. Anyway, so they, it was their first day of being there. And I had to come in for a Saturday for a couple hours for some, a couple of people. Actually, one was my daughter who was on her birthday and then a client of mine who I had to change uh, times, reschedule. So I walk in and they were already there. They were sitting at the front desk. And a couple of days prior to that, like I was saying, is she asked me, hey, can we use up the front desk too? I said, well, of course, we all can use the front desk. We can just share it. It's not a big deal. And she's like, okay. So I walk in. And there was a girl sitting in a chair in her mask and she's, I was like, Hey, how you doing? I said, is there anywhere that I can put my things here? And she just stared at me. Didn't say anything to me. Just stared. And I was like, Oh, okay. So that pissed me off. So I walked over to the shelf by the window and I put stuff down and I was pissed. They had taken up that entire front desk. They had like come in and were like taken over. And in my opinion, it was very disrespectful. It was not okay. And, you know, we can all share and be okay here, but like, this isn't okay. So I was getting through my morning and well, little, another little side note. I didn't have the greatest night before that. So that didn't help. <laughs> um, and then I, you know, was working on my client. I come out and they're underneath the desk right in the front there. I have a bag for my dirty sheets and then I take them downstairs and, you know, wash them. I know lots of information here. So, but it's important because when I came back out, I had my sheets in my hand and there was a girl standing right in front of the bag. And then the girl that has been sitting down with that mask I told you about right next to it. And like, they were both right there. I said, Oh, excuse me. And the one girl sitting down heard me and she kind of slid over the one standing, I guess, didn't. And I just slid right around her and put them in. She's like, I can move. I said, no, I'm good. Well, the fire in me, because other little things kept happening. They were in the back area. She, this one girl was putting a chair together. She gave no space to walk around it. Like it was just this blatant disrespect, you know, walking like boundaries coming, pushing, like, like there were none. Like where's the respect for my business? Oh. <sighs> The fire, the anger that came out in me, I didn't say a word, but they knew I was pissed. So I guess the next time that I saw them, I guess it was maybe a few months later because I wasn't working the days that they were there because they were there a day a month. I came in and I knew they were going to be there and I was expecting the same thing. Well, I walked in and there's nobody at the front desk. I was like, huh, okay. And then I'm just doing some stuff, getting ready for my day. And I noticed there's a closet in, down the hallway. They were using that <laughs> to set up. And as their waiting area, like they're, you know, bringing people in and stuff. And I was like, 
oh, I said, she's like, oh, where are you in the closet? I'm like, oh, okay. I said, we could all share the front desk. Oh, it's okay. So, again, the other night, I didn't say a word. It got quieter. I didn't say a word, but things changed. Fire, that was the fire. That was my power within me that I am allowing to come out. Now, I actually haven't thanked my son yet, but that peace is something I shut down years ago. Within you, have you done that? Have you found that fire yet? And so when I'm asking you, like I said before, what is your, what, what, what are you passionate about? It's not just that passion. However, when you can step into that passion, you can begin to dive deeper and harness even more fire within you to bring out, to use in other areas of your life. Remember, fire can consume, it can create. It can create. Creation is passion. It's that spark. We hear about that, that spark, that, that inspiration. So if this is speaking to you and I'm talking to you and you're saying, oh, well, yeah, where is my fire? I don't even know. Or have you made your fire or you made your anger or whatever that is so wrong? Oh, I shouldn't be angry. Well, it's okay to be angry sometimes. It's okay to allow that to come out. I would say don't suppress it. It's just going to turn inward and it's going to begin to destroy your body. I just know that for a fact. If you don't allow it to release. So for me, instead of turning it inward, I just turned it off. And I turned it down so low that it was barely even a, like a flame. And now it's like things have ignited within me and this fury this this is not even a rage um because that to me is that's fire that's that's uncontrollable like that's an uncontrollable fire to me rage um so like but this fury, this this fuel this driving me to do whatever and this is the passion the rosa parks that stood up this is the Martin Luther King, this is, you know, you know, everyone who's standing up protesting, you know, for freedom, for whatever it is, that's that fire. And then sometimes that fire, that power can, well, it can create or it can consume. So this is not about how to control that fire. This is about learning to embrace it within yourself and not make it wrong. Because I don't feel like enough of us have that passion. It's kind of like it's dampened. And not everybody, you know, this is probably speaking to. But how can you also begin to use that creative force, that fire within your world to create things? So for me, just that fire that came out created the change that I wanted, that I desired without saying a word. I was like, it's incredible. And I, I was laying there the other night, I was up for like an hour from like one to two and I was thinking about all of this. And I was thinking about how fire creates and how, wow, I didn't even say anything and where did it stop for me? And how have I suppressed it or not really suppressed it, but just turned it down? Because I really just almost turned it off. 
And now I'm like, oh, okay. So there's these things that have happened that is going, hey, you know, well, I don't want to say trigger, but kind of, I'm allowing it, I'm reacting to it. And when you react to something, it does control you. So how can I allow it to mm, trigger me or allow it to spark me? to create the changes that I am desiring in that moment. I didn't say a word. And actually I had an ex who lived with me for a little while and I had something very interesting. And I probably have mentioned this in another podcast, but I remember being downstairs doing my thing and she was upstairs in bed and she was sort of half expecting me to come upstairs and I didn't. I was just having a good time downstairs on my computer or doing whatever. And then she walks down the steps, like five steps, looks at me, turns around and goes back up. Not a word said, not a word said. There was a anger. See, that is different, but she did use it, that fire, to begin to manipulate me because I started to pack my computer up and started to do things that she wanted. She didn't say a damn word. Where in your life have you, has this happened? Pay more attention to it now. Pay attention how others are using it towards you. Again, these are the sometimes the un, it's the unspoken fire. It's that. Whoa. Okay. I better not cross that person. Or, wow. I need to change what I'm doing here. Like, it's it was that energy that made that <laughs> that whole doctor team go into the closet. That I wasn't. That wasn't my desired effect. I was just desiring space up front and for us to all share it together. But I got the whole space, so I was like, okay. <laughs> and I said that um, with my son. You know what? I might not even need to say a thing because the night after that, it was quieter. And now I'm learning. Okay, I don't need to come down and yell and scream at anybody to create a change with that fire. I can just allow it to come up within me and I can express it out and create the changes that I desire without saying anything. So I want you to look at that for your life where you can begin to work with fire again. Um, so I talked about with embracing water, you know, maybe drink more water or go swimming or, you know, ways to embrace that and be friends with it. So with fire, you know, maybe light a candle with intention of this is for the fire within me to spark that, to remind me of that fire, to remind me of that creative force, that passion. And where is it that I can use it to help create my life? And where have I used it to consume it? or maybe suppressed it or turned it off. Maybe having some color, the color red around you, wearing the color red. Colors, they have energy too. Uh, so those are a couple of little ways. Maybe, you know, getting into, you know, for me, we're getting into the fall here. So beginning to cook, you know, with intention, intention, this is conscious intention. As you're cooking, working with that fire. Maybe you're actually having fire outside and you're cooking some food over the fire. Um, so those are just a couple of ways that you could begin to, you know, 
sort of make, I don't want to say even make friends with, but <sighs> draw upon that fire that's within you and, you know, reminding you to bring that out. So, because it, you are fire. You are. You are all the elements. And when we can get in touch with each of those on a deeper level, wow, what can we create with our world then? So hopefully you enjoyed this. Uh, have fun embracing the fire within you and your life. And um, I don't know, I guess I'll talk to you guys later. Um, we'll see if earth and air come out in these podcasts. I'm not sure yet. But feel free to shoot me an email. EQ, soul, S-O-U-L, and A-N-D, bodywork at gmail.com. Um, say, hey, Cheryl, I like the podcast. Hey, Cheryl, I don't like the podcast. Hey, talk about this. Would you like to be a guest? That'd be awesome. Love to have you as a guest. You don't have to be in person. We can do it right over Anchor and do this together. So it all is awesome. So have a great one. Whatever it is you're doing, embracing that fire within you. I'll talk to you later, guys. See ya.